Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider fans? Sam Gordon here, flying solo today on First and Ten. Uh, my colleague and co-host, Vinny Bonsignor, is holding it down on behalf of Vegas Nation and the Review Journal at the owners' meetings in Dallas. So we are flying solo for an abbreviated version of First and Ten before we talk anything Chiefs-related or anything Browns-related. We want to say that Vegas Nation First and Ten is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and TickPick. And uh, recording on Tuesday morning, now two days removed from what I deem personally uh, to be rock bottom from the Raiders' season this year, a 48-9 to loss uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs, to rival, rival Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium in a must-win game. Uh, more or less, uh, at this point in the season, all, all these games are must-win for the Raiders, and they submit their worst performance of the season to fall to 6-7. and seven. Uh, you, you name it, it was an issue. No running game. Offensive line did not give Derek Carr any time to throw, and the defense got shredded by Patrick Mahomes and his running game. Uh, running game wasn't prevalent for the Chiefs all of this year, and it comes to life uh, against the Raiders. So a, a dominant, dominant, dominant victory for the Kansas City Chiefs, probably nine and four, and a lifeless performance by the Raiders, who have lost now five of their last six games and are six and seven uh, since they were five and two, uh, leading the division. And and now, uh, technically, the Raiders right are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but things are bleak. Things are very, very bleak, especially considering what's happened five of the last six games. Right, we, we take a look at those games. Uh, five of the last six games, the Raiders offensively held to 16 points or fewer. Their lone uh, outbreak, I guess you could say, or breakout performance against Dallas uh, on Thanksgiving. But it's becoming increasingly clear now, especially with these last couple of games, that that was an aberration. Um, and, and quite frankly, uh, over the last month and a half, uh, since really after the bye, the Raiders have been one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, they have been one of the worst teams in the NFL, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and, and now they're at a point where they have to go to Cleveland uh, in a must-win game, if, if, if this one wasn't already must-win, a must-win game uh, against Cleveland, a, a playoff team, a playoff-caliber team that is also jostling for position um, in, in the wild-card standings uh, and in the division. Um, with that said, I think at this point, right, there's nothing to suggest um, that we've seen, nothing that we've seen the last six weeks to suggest that the Raiders are uh, capable uh, of winning out or, or going 3-1 and one down the stretch to position themselves uh, in uh, put themselves in position rather for a, a wild card berth um, in the postseason. Again, the, the offense has been non-existent um, more more often than not, um, and defensively uh, still solid overall this season. But the dam is starting to break, and, and we saw that against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now they have to go to a cold weather city and play a very good um, running team um, in the Cleveland Browns. Of course, the Browns are dealing with, with a COVID nineteen outbreak right now, so we're going to have more information to that uh, as far as that's concerned throughout the course of the week. Uh, but there's just nothing that we've seen from the Raiders that that makes me feel like uh, like they can get this thing right um, this year. 
no running game, offensive line issues reared their head again on Sunday. That unit has not been able to gel and just hasn't been consistent all year, right? You, you understood that there was going to be some risk uh, by going cheaper and bringing in some young players as opposed to the veteran group that led that unit um, this past year, and that risk has not paid off. Um, it has not paid off. It, it, the line has been shaky and consistent all year, um, and I think that was the biggest issue uh, on Sunday among all of them for the Raiders against Kansas City. How can they – Turn that around now with down the stretch. I'm not exactly sure. Again, to recap the schedule, they go to Cleveland, then they're home against Denver, a seven and six Denver team right there in the mix, to Indianapolis, and then home against the Chargers. So that's all four games against teams squarely um, in the playoff mix. And again, the Raiders, five of their last six games, 16 points or fewer. I'm not sure how all of a sudden that changes in a short week. This game is going to be on Saturday against the Browns on Saturday. How's that going to change in a short week? Um, and then having to, to follow that up with successive performances against playoff caliber teams or teams that are contending for the playoffs. Um, but as long as you're not mathematically uh, eliminated, th these games are still very important. Um, and, and with that in mind, um, there are a number of things I think the Raiders can do on Saturday to give themselves a chance. One, they have to protect Derek Carr in some way, shape or form. Miles Garrett, one of the best defensive uh, players in the NFL, they're going to have to deal with him and a very talented Browns defense. But if they can keep him upright and, they, and sustain some drives, um, they might have a chance. Cleveland has been sporadic offensively all year. Baker Mayfield dealing with a myriad of injuries. We have not seen him regain uh, that form that he had last year in quite some time. So the hope for the Raiders has to be that that their defense can go out there and get some stops and keep this game low scoring uh, and find a way to grind one out, kind of like they did in Cleveland last year with a 16-6 victory. Again, I, I think it's bleak um, at this point in the year. The possibilities, I think, are bleak, but – there, there is, there, they are mathematically still in the equation, and that makes this a big game. Of course, you're going to have to contend with a very, very potent um, Cleveland Browns rushing offense, even if they are down a couple starting offensive linemen because of COVID. We know about the the the, the number of backs that they have: Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, um, even Dernis Johnson. Uh, all three very, very talented players, and that Cleveland Browns running game has been the strength of the team the last few years. It's not a great matchup against the Raiders, who just allowed 130 to the Chiefs, who can't run the ball at all or have struggled to run the ball throughout the course of the season. So you're going to have to find a way to slow that down, maybe pressure Baker Mayfield a little bit and force him into a turnover or two if they can do that and protect the ball, take care of the ball, which is something they did not do on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, they might have a chance to keep this thing low scoring uh, and be able to go in there and steal a win. But but I'm not I'm not sure what I've seen in the last month and a half that makes me feel like that's, gonna, that, that's going to happen or that it can happen. Of course, that's why they play the games. Again, at Cleveland Saturday and then versus Denver the following Sunday and then closing out the season at Indianapolis and then home against the Los Angeles Chargers. So um, it's, it's bleak. The outlook is bleak. Um, it's, it's very bleak right now based on what we've seen, but again, they're still in the mix until, until they are mathematically eliminated. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn. I look good. What's up everybody. It's me, Steven money. It's football season. And I want you to know, that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders 
football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. And now it is that time of the podcast where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, Director of Race and Sports for Station Casino. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, tremendous week for the favorites. Not so good of a week for the Raiders. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Sam. Tremendous, not only a tremendous week for the favorites, but a tremendous week for the betters. Uh, Christmas definitely came early. We saw a lot of, you know, multi-team parlays being cashed. There was a lot of smiles and long lines in the book. Um, But you're right. These favorites dominated. The bad teams. Jets, Giants, um, Texans, um, Bears, Raiders. I mean, they just didn't play good this week. And uh, Jags and the betters were, were against them. They faded those teams. So overall, as I said, Christmas came a little bit early and a lot of happy faces in our sports books across the Valley. Yeah, I can I can certainly imagine, Chuck. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that from, from your standpoint, of course. But <laughs> again, congrats to the betters out there. Who, Absolutely. Who, who had a great day. Um, Chuck, real quick, there's not much to touch on from this game, 48-9. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs pound the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders have to go into Cleveland now uh, in a must-win game. All the games, from my, from my perspective, are must-win at this point. But we had just learned earlier this week, or earlier today, rather, we just learned earlier today, Chuck, that the Browns had several players placed on the COVID reserve list, including a couple key starters. We've seen a lot of these positive tests, COVID-19 lists these last couple weeks or so. It's that time of the year. How has this particular situation affected this game and the line for this game with the Raiders and the Browns. At first, Sam, I, I doubt that the Raiders will go stomp on the Browns um, logo at midfield <laughs> before the game starts. I can make that an overwhelming favor that that doesn't happen. We saw how that worked out. Um, you know, you've seen the number drop dramatically. Um, a, a lot of Browns players looks like they're going to test positive. They're they're meeting remotely now. There's uh, it's happening at other games across the, the league as well right now. Um, but we've seen a big line drop. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of uncertainty in the league right now with some of these games. But uh, it's a must win for both these teams. Browns on the outside looking in. Raiders at six and seven, hoping somehow to run the table and get a lot, a lot of help. Um, but uh, because of the COVID, you've seen a huge line drop so far. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. And, and we're seeing we're starting to see more of these positive tests or, or these whatever they are players being placed on the reserve list right. um, at, yeah. this, at, at this time of the year. So definitely something worth monitoring moving forward. I um, want to get right right into it, Chuck. The Chiefs uh, are rolling. They are red hot. Seems like a little different formula, not necessarily Patrick Mahomes in the offensive, although they've been fine. But this is one of the better defensive teams in the NFL, certainly over the last month and a half. They go to L.A. as a three-point favorite on Thursday Night Football. Massive game with implications in both the wild card standings, the division, and possibly even with that bye. Um, Chuck, I was a little surprised at this line at first, but then got to thinking the Chargers don't have much of a home field advantage, do they? They absolutely don't, Sam. I think when you you look at Thursday night, you're going to see a sea of red um, in SoFi Stadium. So we saw it with Chicago. 
We saw it with Pittsburgh, other teams, uh, the Raiders that have gone there. They just dominate the, the fan base. Um, so it's not a huge home field advantage. Although the Chargers have beaten the Chiefs once, a win here puts them on top of the AFC West, but no team is playing better than the Chiefs right now. Maybe New England. It seems like the Chiefs and Bucks are kind of on a collision course to play again in February, which I wouldn't have said is the case, you know, five or six weeks ago. Uh, but the Chiefs are red hot right now. They're a really good team. Chargers are a good team too. Justin Herbert's one of the best young young quarterbacks in the league, and I'm sure there's a few teams kicking themselves for passing <laughs> on him early in the draft a few years ago, but no real home field advantage for the Chargers on Thursday night. No, not at all. Not at all. And then we've seen that with the Chargers throughout the course of their tenure in LA, just yet to entrench themselves in that market. One, one team you touched on very briefly, Chuck, the Patriots also red hot. They will take their perfect road record. Uh, put that to the test against a very good Indianapolis Colts team. Chuck, to me, this kind of feels like an old school kind of game, right? Both teams run the ball. Good running games, play defense, not necessarily super prolific in the passing game. How do you see this matchup shake, shaking out with Indianapolis as a slight favorite? It's it's definitely the marquee matchup on the board, Sam. Um, you touched on it. Patriots undefeated on the road, but just three and four at home. Um, they've got a two-week stretch that is kind of brutal for them. Um, they play the Colts here and in a game that the Colts have to win. Then the Patriots host Buffalo. So although they sit in the number one seed in the AFC, they're on top of the AFC East. Two losses kind of would flip the script a little bit on them. So I think it's both these games are really important. Probably the one against Buffalo is a little bit more important, and that's in two weeks. But huge game to the Colts here who have now slipped into one of the three wild card spots. Yeah, they are right there in that mix. That wild card race is really, really heating up. Another game with major implications, Chuck, in that race, Cincinnati and Denver. Denver a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Both teams seven and six. Both teams jostling. For position in the wild card standings, Chuck. I'm. If you would have asked me at the beginning of the season if both these teams would be seven and six, I'd have told you there's no chance. But yet here we are, both these teams winning records. I think overachieving compared to what the public thought. How do you see this matchup shaking out? Yeah, I'm not stunned about Cincy, Sam. I, I think that we looked at them, and if uh, um, and if Burrow was going to be healthy, they were going to be really good. I love Chase. I love Higgins. Boyd, Mixon, they've got a lot of weapons on offense, but they let a couple of games get away. They lost to the Chargers and 49ers at home. It's a Bronco team that has really started to play better of late after getting off to a decent start. Um, both these teams still in the wild card hunt. It's a huge game for both these teams. I think you made a case one of the better afternoon games that we're going to see on Sunday. Another afternoon game, shot a couple teams with winning records. The Green Bay Packers still very much in that mix of the number one seed. And the Baltimore Ravens, who a month and a half ago, Look like one of the better teams in the AFC. Now it seems like they've lost their way completely. And on top of that, star quarterback Lamar Jackson dealing with an ankle injury. Chuck, with the uncertainty surrounding Lamar Jackson, how is his status affected this line where right now we're seeing Green Bay as a four-and-a-half-point favorite? It's, it's a huge impact, Sam. I think first you look at the Packers and with the Cardinals' loss, uh, they're now on top of the NFC. They own tiebreakers over the Cardinals. We know that Rodgers a little bit banged up, had a little bit of a setback, but he still looked great on Sunday night. It is at least a touchdown or more impact to the line if Lamar Jackson doesn't play. Um, there's probably a handful of quarterbacks that it's going to impact that much. He is one of them. But at eight and five, the Ravens are, you know, they're one of those teams right now that as good as they are, they could be playing in February or they still could miss the playoffs if for some reason uh, you end up not having Jackson for a few weeks. So they're kind of like Buffalo a little bit to me. They're more beat up than any team in the league, but they need a healthy Lamar Jackson. That offense runs through him. I think, again, we're going to see this number tick way up 
if it comes out that Jackson won't be playing on Sunday against the Packers. His status definitely worth something worth monitoring um, uh, throughout the course of the week. Uh, Chuck, four, four days where there's NFL football this week, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and then lastly, Monday, where the Minnesota Vikings somehow, through all the ups and downs, are still squarely in the mix for that NFC wildcard, in that NFC wildcard race. Chuck, is there any team more unpredictable than the Vikings, who it feels like they could beat anybody or lose to anybody, literally, any given Sunday? You nailed it, Sam. They're definitely a Jekyll and Hyde team. First, I want to say, though, four days of pro football. Yay, sports <laughs> uh, It's exciting for us, but you're right. It's a big game for the Vikings. I don't think anybody wants to, to face them if they get to the postseason. They're only 6-7. and seven. They should have beaten the Cardinals, but missed a 38-yard field goal. They've got the talent with Jefferson on the outside. Hopefully they get Thielen back, and we know how good Cook can be and a very good defense. This Bears team, there's no seat hotter than Matt Nagy's for any head coach in the league right now. They play back-to-back weeks on prime time. They're getting points at home. Just not sure they're good enough. This Vikings team, if they get into the postseason, they could be a scary team, and I'm sure most teams won't want to face them. As, as good of an offense as there is in the NFL in terms of their skill position players, they are dangerous, and yet they are also a danger to themselves. <laughs> it seems like every other week. Chuck, it's December. We know what these games mean. A lot at stake. We're so grateful that we have you with us every week to break everything down. Appreciate your expertise, and we look forward to talking to you after what's going to surely be another thrilling week in the NFL. Thank you so much for your time. All right, Tim. I always enjoy being out with you. Enjoy the games, and uh, look forward to chatting next week. There's just 26 teams alive, so we'll see how how impactful some of these games are uh, this weekend. A lot of teams with a lot left to play for, Chuck. We look forward to breaking it down. Thank you, and have a great day. And we will have all the updates coming your way throughout the course of this week, throughout the course of next week, and for the rest of the season and the offseason at VegasNation.com. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.